bring forth this word, Father God. I pray, Father God, that you will give hearts to people hearts to receive and minds to understand, Father. Mm-hmm. That this word will be put, be activated in their lives, Father. It won't just be a message that they hear and forget about, but it will be something that would be a change. We're looking for change, Father mm-hmm. God, in your word tonight, Lord. Hallelujah. We're looking, Father God, for something different, Lord. Not yeah. the same old, same old, Father Hallelujah. God. So, Father God, speak through me tonight, Lord. Mm, that's speak right. through me, Father. Hallelujah. Let me be your vessel tonight, Father that's God. Right. And I just thank you, Father God, and give you the praise and the honor. Yes. Amen. 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 I pray that everyone had a blessed day today. I did. I had an opportunity to go out and fellowship with uh, Yolanda, and we had a nice time in the Lord, and joked and laughed, and it was a, it was really nice, and. I come before you tonight talking about holiness, and this is what this week is about. It's about consecrations, you know, setting a whole week apart just to worship him. And what an honor to set a whole week apart to honor the Lord because it takes sacrifice and commitment to do what we're doing because we could be doing a whole, a lot of other things, but we have chosen to come into God's house and to worship him this week. Amen? Amen. How do you, how do you know? You know, staying holy in this today's society, this perverse and wicked society, is very hard. Mm-hmm. It takes work. That's why I say maintaining our holiness. That's the, the uh, title of my message. Is to maintain our holiness is very hard because everything in society that they deem as normal for us is not. And we're going against the grain, Amen. as you may say. We're going against the norm of what people may think as you know, the word holy brings a lot of different connotations when you talk to people. Some people may think holiness is wearing long dresses. Holiness is not wearing any earrings. Holiness is wearing a hat. Holiness is carrying your Bible or saying a nice spiritual prayer, doing uh, Thanksgiving for your family. And don't get me wrong, all this stuff is well and good. But, you know, we got so much stuff in our society today, the media, our government, our schools are moving further and further away from more truth and godly principles. You know, almost every other show on TV represents some ungodly message to our children. I mean, you can't turn on a TV, not even the TV shows, the commercials that come in between the shows. Our government, we have our leaders stealing, lying, committing fornication, adultery. These are high leaders in government and schools taking prayer out of the schools. They're um, teaching our kids evolution theory. Anything they can do other than teach them about God, they're doing it today. That's why I say maintaining holiness is very hard. It's not easy. And it's like I said, some people look at holiness as being weird. You hear, oh, you guys are weird or old-fashioned. Oh, that's old-fashioned. Nobody takes a Bible to church no more. You don't have to wear it long. Oh, that's old-fashioned, you know. Or they sometimes even look at it as, you know, something as legalistic, you know. Depends on what circle you're in. But just going to church, carrying your Bible is not sufficient. God has called us to a higher standard. Anyone can carry a Bible. Anyone can go to church. But it takes commitment, obedience, to maintain a holy lifestyle. Amen? Amen. I remember growing up in a very uh, conservative Baptist church back home and, uh, um, and just seeing some of those people that I knew, you know, 
outside of Sunday, they weren't living holy. But they would come to church, they have all the outward dress on and doing all the outward things, but the fruit was not there. Because I was like, didn't I just see him cussing a couple of days ago or something? But I'm not saying that to talk about anybody because all of us have our imperfections and nobody's perfect. But we should not go out and do these things willingly. You know, it shouldn't be something said of us that, oh, I've seen Sister Peggy, she's a, she's a cusser. That shouldn't be said of us, you know? That should not be a way of life for us. You know, that's not the norm for us. Holiness should be part of our Christian DNA. That's who we are made up of. We are positionally holy in God's eyes, but now we have to live that holiness out in our everyday life. Amen? If we can look at Romans 6, 19... I think Dava, and I, I flooded Dava with a lot of scriptures. I guess I was oh, <laughs> but Dava is a sweet lady. Thank you so much, Dava. I speak. Oh, I'm gonna wait till everybody get there. Say amen when you get there. Amen. Don't want to rush anybody. Amen. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of the flesh. For as you have yielded your members servants to uncleanliness and to iniquity, unto iniquity, so yield your members servants to righteousness. But now being made free from sin, it becomes servants to God. You have fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. We're not only to put aside that which is defiling us, but we are to become increasingly conformed to him. Good. We should be moving from glory to glory. We shouldn't be still struggling with those same sins we were struggling with a week ago. I used to be in a church and the same person would go up every Sunday to the altar confessing the same sin. But they say, I mean, you don't understand when you come to the altar, that means you are to alter your way of thinking, your way of doing things. And um, <clears throat> accepting Christ is a crucial step. As we become saved, that's a good. We can accept Christ. But holiness just doesn't start there, okay? We don't automatically become holier than thou when we accept Christ. It's a growing process. It's a process of perfection that we will continue until we see Christ, Amen. In 2 Corinthians 7, 1, it says, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Good, perfecting. Good. It's a perfection. We should be moving from glory, perfecting our holiness. So, amen? Amen. amen. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 22, it says abstain. And that word abstain there says to hold back, to refrain from. I mean, if you struggle with alcohol, you don't go in a bar. If you struggle with perverse language, don't hang around people who do it. I mean, if it's something your spirit telling you, if it's something your spirit is asking you, if this is right or wrong, it's probably best not to do it. I mean, you have to, God has given us the ability and, and the Holy Spirit to really convict us of sin. That's the difference between us and the world. If we can go out and sin and we have no conviction, you got to question yourself there. But when you sin and there's a conviction in your heart, that's the Holy Spirit. That's right. That's good. Amen? That's good. We're not to live our lives in the way that we become entangled in sin. Mm. Because when we live a life that we're trying not to be entangled in sin, hang around the same crowd, you want to hang around people that want, want you to grow. I mean, to encourage your growth, encourage your closeness to God. If you hang around people who are not going to church, not reading the Word, they're not going to help you grow. They're going to move you further and further away from the Lord. Amen? Amen. Let's look at Hebrews 12, 14. 
<clears throat> Say amen when you get there. I don't want to leave anybody behind. Amen. <laughs> it says, pursue peace with all people and holiness, mm. without which no one would see the Lord. Wow. Another evidence that holiness, maintaining our holiness, is how we treat others. Some people may never come to church. You might be the only God they see. And it's through our actions that people are going to learn about God sometimes and what we do. We maintain our holiness involves keeping our hearts free from resentment, grudges, bitterness, and strife. You can't call yourself holy when you're still holding strife and bitterness in your heart against people. You can't do that. And people will call you out quickly. They know a phony when they see one. I work in the schools, and I know kids are very, 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 <laughs> they will pick you out in a minute. You know, so it's very important in the way that we carry ourselves, the way that we speak, the way that we walk, that people will see God through us. Amen? Because in 2 Corinthians 5.20, it says we have been called as ambassadors. Ambassadors of person who represents another person, our country. We're representative of Christ. So when people see us, they should be seeing all the goodness of Christ in us. Amen? Amen. We're to model his behavior. A representative models the person they're representing. So we should be modeling God in our actions, in the way we carry ourselves, in the way we relate to others. Amen? Amen. In 1 Peter, if everybody could turn to 1 Peter 1, looking at verse 15 and 16 there. Say amen when you get there. Everybody there? Okay. 1 Peter 15 says, but as he who called you is holy, mm. you also be holy in all your conduct. Did he say some conduct? He said all conduct. I mean, this is a high calling. Mm. And I take yeah. it seriously. When I accepted Jesus in my life, I didn't automatically change. We're still going to struggle. But when we have a desire to change and God convicts us, that's the difference between us and the world. We're convicted of that sin, and we don't want to do it anymore. We don't want to do it anymore. Nobody's perfect, like I said, and we're still going to have our struggles. But it's that conviction of the Holy Spirit that sets us apart from the world. Amen? So Christ said, be holy as he is holy. Mm. And it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit and his grace that we're going to be able to walk out the truth of God's word. We can't do it within our own strength. Mm. Our husbands can't make us do it. Our wives can't make us do it. It's going to be the Holy Spirit. It's his strength and his power. When God ascended back into heaven after he died on the cross, he said, I'm going to send you somebody back here. I'm not going to leave you down here alone because I know you're going to be facing some struggles. I know you're going to come up against some things that's going to tempt you. So I'm going to send you somebody that's going to help you. I'm going to send you and help her. He's going to help you. He's going to guide you. He's going to strengthen you. And most of all, he's going to empower you. Because it takes the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to live out these biblical truths every day. Because everything in the society is going against everything godly. Everything. I mean, you can't ride down the street without seeing a big bulletin board of some, you know, lady that's not dressed fully. Using mouth words because we have children in here. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You can't turn on the TV. 
I mean, we're sitting there looking at a family show and what? A commercial comes. I'm like, oh, it just ruins everything. Or you go to a movie, you think the movie is really nice, and then all of a sudden, here it goes. I'm like, okay, I got to go, you know? So it's going to take the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to live out these biblical truths. We can't do it within ourselves. Amen? And that, that involves fellowshipping and coming to church and staying in God's word. I'm going to give a couple of tools that have helped me and that continues to help me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Step two, maintain our holiness. One, realize it is because of his grace, That's right. not of, nothing yeah. of us, ourselves, that we are called to holiness and to pursue his purposes for our lives. Right. Amen? Amen. Two, believe and receive his holy calling. Amen. Amen. That calls for obedience, perseverance, and commitment. Amen? Amen? Three, read and meditate. Some people say, oh, I read the Bible today, but did you read and did you meditate on what you read? Or did you just get it done so you can get out the door? I'll be the first one to confess. Some days have been like that for me. But you know what? When you read and you really meditate on that word and get that word down in your spirit, it helps you so much during the day. As soon as you're out of the door, something's going to hit you right in the face that you probably would learn from God's word if you're taking the time. And not only that, you, you can read, and you can meditate on that word, but if you don't activate it, it's just reading and meditating, amen? You got to activate that word. In Psalms 119, it says, Your word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you, amen? You got to hide that word. You got to hide that word. I tell my kids every day, you coming up against stuff in school, you get in that word, it's going to help you a lot. And it's helped me an awful lot in my walk with Christ. Number four, one of the most important things, which is important, pray always. And when you pray, listen for that still, small voice. Have a determined prayer time. Set aside a time where you can just hear from the Lord. Everybody has their little special places in the house. I have mine. Gary has his. But you've got to set aside that special time with God to hear from him and to get direction for him and what he wants you to do. Number five, confess scriptures that pertains to who you are in Christ. Because there are so many people out there telling you who you are. You're this, you're that. But who does Christ say we are? Who are we in him? They, like Romans 12, 21 says, overcome evil with good. You know, so many times people do bad things with us. What do we want to do? Go back and do the same thing? No, overcome it with good. I found in my walk with Christ, when I've treated people who've treated me badly with good, it's blessed me. It set me free. <laughs> it sets you free. I'm serious. It does. Second Peter 1.3 says, given, he has given us all things through his divine power pertaining to godliness. He has given us everything we need. Mm. We just got to use it. Amen. In 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen. Amen. Greater is he that is in me that he is nothing in this world is greater than my God. Glory. And there's nothing in this world that my God cannot do. Amen. And that nothing he cannot get me through. Amen. 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 And number six, guard your mind and your heart. Proverbs 4, 23 through 27. 
Avoid any situations that's going to pull you away from your first love. When I say avoid situations, like I said, avoid doing things that you know that's going to pull you away. Avoid hanging around with people knowing that they're pulling you away from the Lord. Avoid going to places that's going to pull you away. Amen? Amen. 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 I mean, holiness is not just looking holy, it's living it. <laughs> you can look holy all you like. You can carry your Bible. Wear no makeup and look ugly, because <laughs> I know I will. <laughs> and <laughs> you can wear that laundress all you like. Well, in the days then, it all boils down to this. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray, Lord. Thank Father God, I'm not saying.